It's not what we don't know that gets us into trouble. It's what we think to be true that just ain't so. My fellow Missourian Mark Twain's comment about human nature includes the practice of medicine. In the practice of medicine, we are given opportunities every day to reconsider what we think to know to be so because clinical results, especially adverse reactions or lack of objectively positive results, it invites us to reconsider what we think to be true. The conversations here on Geological are doorways into other ways of thinking about acupuncture and East Asian medicine than you might have learned in school or currently use in your practice. Our medicine does not come from petri dish experimentation. It does not advance through double-blind studies. It arises from the observation of complex and dynamically interactive systems, as well as our part in them. The plurality of East Asian medicine and methods does not speak with one singular voice. Here on Geological, expect to encounter the wide diversity of perspective and practice as we share with you the voices of our community. These conversations are made possible through the support of our sponsors and members. All the sponsors here provide helpful services or products that you'll likely find beneficial in your clinical work. Please consider their offerings as a way to support Geological. And if you like your podcast conversations served up ad-free, then join up as a member for this and other perks. Hi, I'm Chloe Weber from Radical Roots. We love Geological and all it brings to our community. And so I'm absolutely delighted to have Radical Roots help bring you this conversation. CBD has been everywhere the past few years, and honestly, I've been disappointed with many of the products out there, which is why I created Radical Roots. We take a different approach by not only combining the Chinese herbs with complete spectrum hemp to create targeted formulations to address sleep, anxiety, pain, and immune support, but we also use a unique alchemical spagyric extraction technique that ensures that the herbs are bioavailable. We also take safety and transparency very seriously, so you'll find third-party testing available on our website. All of our Chinese herbs are sourced from Spring Wind because we appreciate their quality and their testing. As a practitioner myself, there is no greater honor than to have other acupuncturists choose our herbs for their patients. So please feel free to reach out and let us know how we can best support you. Check out our website at RadicalRootsHerbs.com to set up a wholesale practitioner account. Look forward to hearing from you, and I hope you enjoy this episode. AccuFast Earth-Friendly Needles heal both your patients and the planet. You probably regularly encourage your patients to get out into nature because you know the deep restorative potential of the natural world. Imagine sending your patients out into a beautiful grove of oxygen-exuding trees. Now, imagine that you've had a hand in planting those climate-restoring trees. We need both the yin of reducing our impact on the planet and the yang of actively attending to its restoration. AccuFast's high-quality needles and innovative packaging can reduce the AccuWaste in your clinic by up to 93%. And with the purchase of every two boxes, they plant a tree. Practitioners using the AccuFast system will contribute to reducing our profession's carbon footprint and plant hundreds of thousands of trees over a decade. Reduce waste and grow your forest with AccuFast and bring harmony to both your patients and the planet. Visit AccuFastNeedles.com slash GrowYourForest to learn more and calculate the positive environmental impact that you can make in your practice. I like to really do everything I can to create that 
welcoming, cozy, safe space, and then also open up that spiritual space for people's deeper experiences to unfold. Well, as you said, I have found this to be true as well. The healing that people have, it really doesn't come from us. It maybe comes, I'm not sure of the words even, through us. We get to tangentially be involved with it. We get to catalyze it. Catalyze is a good word. Hmm. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, catalyzation is an interesting thing because it's taking two otherwise basically inert materials and bringing them together that fundamentally changes their interaction. Exactly. And, you know, you might look at that little needle and it's like, that's not really doing anything sitting there. But when with the proper intention and at the right moment is placed in the right place, it can have a huge effect. It's true. It can be dramatic. One tiny pin can shift a person's entire reality. The seemingly inert, you know, little stainless steel pin. Yes, I like that. Seemingly inert. <laughs> I was talking with somebody the other day on the podcast. We were talking about tashing needles. And he said, well, you know, they're not inert objects. <laughs> and I thought, oh, well, now that you mention it, yes, they're not, are they? <laughs> well, I mean, that gets us into a bit more of the nature of reality, the nature of the universe, and the nature of vibration. Especially in this modern day and age and in our Western trained minds and the Cartesian viewpoint that is kind of dominant in the world today, a piece of metal is an inert object. Yes. When we take it to the quantum level, when we take it to what we know to actually be happening on a atomic level, subatomic level, that is a, a vibrating piece of energy. And so we use this energy field to interact with another energy field. And I think that's closer to the reality of what's actually going on, even if that's not what we're necessarily seeing in that moment. It's an inert, non-living object. Well, it's also a vibrating field of energy. And in a way, you could say that is alive. Well, it has a kind of potential, mm -hmm. as things do at the quantum level. So they say, I, I, I've read a little bit about that quantum physics stuff, and it's interesting, but I can't say I really understand it in any way, shape, or form that would let me use it in my clinical work. Mm -hmm. Have you found ways of, of taking those ideas and bringing them into your clinical practice? Well, there's a few different ways that can happen. For one, it's seeing things as field of energy, right? It's another way of seeing. Mm. And so in that, seeing a person not just as this body sitting there, but as these overlapping fields of energy is certainly one way to apply the quantum way of seeing to our work. Another would be, for example, going beyond the veils of time. Mm. So if we tune in with someone's trauma, with someone's experience in the past, let's say childhood wound or experience, and we can help bring them back to that place, that's working on a quantum level. Right? If we use our consciousness in this moment, our being in this moment to go back 
through the veil of time to interact with, let's say, our child nature and self, that is quantum work right there. I have had experiences on occasion, and I'm always really careful about this stuff. And I've heard of really great practitioners, like amazing osteopathists or people that really know some energy work. And they can put their hands on people, sometimes get a sense, oh yeah, you like fell off your bike at age eight and you scraped your knee, but the fear that it put in you, you know, is causing this problem downstream. You hear stories like that. On rare occasions, I've had a moment where I feel like there is something kind of misty in a person's past Mm -hmm. that's like present in the moment. But I'm always very, very reluctant to look at it too closely. Mm -hmm. And yet it's there. At least it might be there. And the really oddball thing to me, again, I'm reluctant to look too closely at these things. Maybe if I had more training or understood the terrain better. I'd feel different, but I don't. But when I do get a glimpse and I look out of the corner of my eye, again, I'm respectful and I'm just kind of curious. Often patients will suddenly begin to tell me a story of that experience. They just spontaneously tell the story. It's very, very weird. Uh, We'd like to think everything's always rational, but... (laughs) There's a lot that happens beyond those veils of rationality. And then we start talking about things like magic or shamanism, things that might seem very mysterious and in a way are, but that's the universe we live in. So, Well, I remember reading the Carlos Castaneda books when I was in high school and early in college because it's amazing, right? Wow, non-ordinary reality. Hmm. And uh, the world's not the way you think it is. I think those are powerful ideas anyway about that age and time. As you're growing up and you realize, holy shit, the world is not as I was told it was. But one of the things that I remember reading, again, Carlos Castaneda, some other books, it seems to me that whenever you start working in that shamanic realm, there is like initiation and training that has to go on. And it's not always pleasant. It's often really difficult. Some people are like called to it and thrashed within an inch of their life before they take it on. So it's always had a question for me of like, why would I go down that path if I could possibly avoid it? You know what I mean? Does that question make sense? It makes a lot of sense. And I think a big part of that is this work is not for everyone. The work of the mystic, the work of the shaman is not for everyone. Mm. And I think it really does speak to a deep calling that is there from an early age in this life, perhaps from past lives, if one wants to believe in such things. And I know in myself, that was always there. Mm -hmm. It was rather than like, dear God, why would I go down that path? It was, wow, this path feels very familiar, very intriguing, and almost inescapable. Mm -hmm. Like, this is my destiny. 
Maybe that's why so early on you could start focusing through the lens of purpose in bringing this work into being for yourself. Mm -hmm. And I'll say it's well beyond me, right? When we start to get into all the threads of synchronicity, right? All the, the threads of things that weave together this path and this journey that we're each on, but I can really speak for myself. It's kind of incredible. It feels guided well beyond me and my conscious choice in this body, in this brain, in this mind. Mm. Synchronicity, that is a potent force. And I hear you talk about threads of synchronicity. Mm -hmm. Tell me more about that. Thanks so much for joining us for this conversation today. Geological is here every Tuesday morning with the invitation to wonder often, listen, learn. Subscribe to Geological wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. Did you find today's conversation to spark something in you or provide you with an insight that you'll be taking into clinic? Share your insights with your friends on Instagram and hashtag us at Geological Podcast. And check out our Geological Live offerings to go deeper into the conversations we have with some of the guests who have been on the podcast. Well, friends, that pretty much winds it up for today. Do tune in again next week for another geologically inquisitive conversation on medicine.